It's almost time for the 61st ACB Annual Convention, and convention time also means ACB Auction Time. This year's auction will be held on Saturday, June 18th, beginning at 6 p.m. Central Time. It's your chance to bid on crafts, jewelry, technology, and those ever-popular food items, including some delicious baked goods. Participation is easy. If you're registered for the convention, you're automatically registered to bid. You can join in on Zoom or tune in to ACB Media to catch all the action. If you want to get in on some early deals, the ACB Appetizer Auction is for you. It'll take place June 16th and 17th with lots of great items up for bid throughout both days. All proceeds will benefit ACB membership and the ACB community. Watch your email for more auction details or contact Leslie Spoon if you have any questions. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. That's that's Leslie Spoon at cfl.rr.com. Let's have some fun while raising money to support ACB. See you at the auction June 18th, beginning at 6 p.m. Central Time. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Vileen Shah, your facilitator, welcoming you on June the 16th, 2022, at ILO Braille, sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind and supported by American Council of the Blind. We have quite a few people here who are closely associated with American Council of the Blind. I would like to thank them all. Also, um, we have now people attending today from Brazil, from Macedonia and Europe, from South Africa, and probably other countries. All right. So it's an international event that, Dorlin, you are going to address. As you all know, our poll star for the month of June is Dorling Cantor. And what she says is anything and everything is Braille. And she loves Braille. And we want people who love Braille. And everybody here, I'm pretty sure, love Braille. So Dorling started learning Braille some six years ago. I can consider Dorling a late Braille learner, not in childhood, as far as I understood, but Dorlin, you can correct me. So let's hear our guest speaker and this month's poll star, Dorlin Cantor. Over to you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Professor Shaw. Um, as you said, my name's Dorlin. I'm Dorlin Catron, and I love Braille. I'm excited to be here to share my story with you all. Um, I know a lot of you know parts of it, but um, thank you again, Professor Shaw, for asking me to present this. You're um, most welcome. Wonderful. Well, as you said, I did, um, I'm learning Braille later in life. I didn't start learning until I was 30. Um, I grew up sighted and attended public schools. Um, I always loved learning, though, and was an avid reader. When I was 12 years old, though, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And then uh, 
in my late 20s, I lost my sight due to diabetic retinopathy. Uh, the first couple of years that I, um, after I'd lost my sight, were really dedicated to learning cane skills and get my mobility training, as well as learning uh, daily living activities and focusing on assistive technologies such as the iPhone and voiceover and then JAWS for the computer. And during this time, I was surprised by how many sighted people would ask, so do you know Braille? As if once I lost my sight, I had been given all these superpowers such as learning, knowing Braille magically like I, um, uh, so that was funny to me, but I had an interest in learning it. And then when I was a couple years um, into being blind, my counselor, actually my vocational rehab counselor asked me if I'd be interested in learning Braille because they thought they had someone who would be able to teach it and were gauging interest in who would want to take that. I said, yes, I would love to. She said that if I learned the Braille alphabet, she'd be able to buy me a Braille label maker, which sounded really exciting to me. Um, I kind of envisioned something like what the sighted world uses for label makers, where you type it in and a nice little label prints out easily. Um, this, of course, is not quite what the Braille label makers were, but at the time I was very excited thinking that, oh gosh, it'll just be so easy. Now, it actually didn't end up mattering though, because the teacher never materialized and I was unable to learn Braille through this avenue. Um, a couple months later though, I was talking with a former mobility instructor of mine and letting her know that I had interest in learning Braille, but things had fallen through. And she let me know that she and another mobility instructor were teaching a Foundations of the Adjustment to Blindness class, or FAB, and invited me to come up on the afternoons they worked on Braille and basically audit the class. So it was really exciting. I took her up on her offer. Um, so the first time I went up there, I met someone who's now a great friend of mine, um, Mr. Dean Stonecipher, and he taught me the first uh, 10 letters of the alphabet. We learned A through J on that first day I went up there. He had a Perkins Brailler there, taught us, you know, just very simply what the Braille cell was, a little bit about Braille, and then A through J. Uh, there were two people in his class and then me auditing, so three of us total, and he took each of us outside that afternoon with the Perkins Brailler individually so that we could write a note to one of the other students and uh, send those off. So with our new knowledge of A through J and then Dean helping us out with K through Z, we were able to type out a message to each other that was then sent free matter uh, for the blind and Within a week, each of us received a message to read as well. And this was just a wonderful introduction to Braille for me. Um, this was really the day that I fell in love with Braille. I was so excited by this new system and um, just went home so jazzed about everything. Uh, I also learned that day that Free Matter for the Blind was more than for just sending back barred materials. So that was cool as well. Um, the next week I went back for their Braille afternoon. And uh, instead of having this really cool Perkins Brailler, which, you know, when I was introduced to it, just seemed so great and everything. Instead of having this in front of me this day, he put a slate and stylus 
in front of us. And, you know, the initial reaction was kind of like, oh, what is this? And how do we use this? That other machine was a lot more fun. But nevertheless, uh, he taught us that day basically how to use the slate and stylus and the letters K through Z. It's really exciting. And that was the last day they worked on Braille. They didn't have much time for it, but I certainly appreciated every moment that I got um, of those first days of instruction in Braille. Um, so I, and actually I got to take home my first Slate and Stylus that day. He gave us them and it was great. I got home and found an old file folder and immediately began brailing out different quotes I liked and continued brailing on pieces of junk mail and really getting to know the Slate and Stylus. Uh, let's see, I soon found some videos on YouTube entitled How to Learn Braille in One Lesson, which is a series of seven videos. And I still refer to these videos today. I love them. They have great memorization techniques and mnemonic devices. The only catch is these videos are in uh, English Braille American Edition, the old Braille code, as some of us might refer to it as opposed to unified English Braille, which is now the law of the land. So I knew that I needed to do some updating, but was feeling really good about the contractions I was learning and being able to memorize. Uh, then I found UEB Online, which is a, a website you can go to. It's run through the Royal National Institute for the Blind out of Australia. And uh, it takes your QWERTY keyboard and converts the SD and F and the J, K, and L buttons to be your Perkins keys so that you can input Braille on the computer. And UEB Online is a series of, I believe, 31 lessons. And it works you all the way from, you know, A through different accent marks and punctuation, as well as formatting. So I completed this. I enjoyed it. It took me a few months to do it. And I really felt I knew Braille after doing this. I uh, had such a good understanding of the rules and the contractions. However, it wasn't really true that I knew Braille well at this point because I had learned Braille for the brain, but I still needed to learn the Braille for the fingers. I needed to get these diabetic fingers to pick up those little dots. Um, so let's see, after completing UEB online, I did continue um, reading a little bit. I'd gotten a book from the Perkins Library, but the Braille was a little hard to read, and I was certainly overwhelmed by it. Um, and then later that fall, I actually, I got my first guide dog, which kind of distracted me, I will say, from my Braille learning. But while I was at the school, I made some pretty important discoveries. Um, the school had our rooms room numbers marked both with raised numbers and Braille. And after completing UEB online, as I said, I felt I knew Braille and um, was pretty disappointed to find that I was much, much more comfortable touching the raised letters than the Braille. Um, I also met a gentleman in my class who was from the DC region like me, and he gave me a Braille map of the DC metro system, which was very exciting, but I also found I had a very hard time interpreting it. So I knew I still had some ways to go with Braille. 
let's see. So once I got home, I was able to trade a CCTV that I had gotten early on in my vision loss for a Perkins Brailler. The CCTV was no longer uh, useful for me because I had no uh, useful vision anymore at this point, but I knew I wanted a Perkins. And I mentioned this to someone and they were able to work out a trade between me and a couple other people that got me my first Perkins Brailler. Um, after receiving that, I actually put together a little Braille club that we met up in Silver Spring near the Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind for a Christmas party and then a Valentine's Day party where we did Braille drawings. Uh, so I, I've always loved having fun with Braille as well. Um, and then a few months later, I broke my foot. And all of the fun adventures I'd been having with my guide dog that had been distracting me from studies uh, had to be put on hold. And so at this point, I actually signed up with Hadley and uh, received the tactile readiness course. And over the next couple of months, worked my way through that course, uh, received the next course of them that started with the alphabet and finally received a Dymo labeling uh, label maker which definitely was not what I expected, but was happy to have that. And then uh, did the next course where I received a slate and stylus from them, which to this day is one of my favorite slate and styluses. It's got a nice little pouch, but I really, I love st slate and styluses. I have many of them. I keep them in all rooms in my backpack and purse. And just, I want to have access to one to jot down notes whenever I need to, and so they're all over the place. Um, but anyway, I worked through these uh, Hadley courses, and it definitely started giving me the techniques I needed to be a more proficient Braille reader. And then um, after after uh, recovering, sorry, from the broken foot, I started kind of getting back into life and did not finish that second or that third Hadley course I had received. Um, but then uh, the pandemic started. And during the pandemic, I got the opportunity to take a web development course that was specially designed for screen reader users. And during this course, we had a, a blind computer programmer come and speak with us, which was very cool. Just awesome to see how he did his job. And he spoke very highly of his Braille display and how it was a crucial piece of equipment to be able to edit his code and do his job and just it amazed me what a display could do. And so I kind of started on a mission to learn more about Braille displays and wanted to get one myself. Um, and so in learning about Braille displays, I you know, started Googling, I found some podcasts, and in this search, I stumbled upon the Braillists, which if any of you are not familiar, they're a group um, over in the UK, and they do, they do classes every Tuesday, and they have their master classes, which is a set um, of courses where they've just talked about so many different aspects of Braille. It's amazing. And they're all podcasted, which can be found under Braillecast. So when I found this, I listened to the ones about the Braille displays, but then basically just binged all of their episodes, just loved learning everything there was about Braille through them. 
Um, I began taking their master classes and going to their braille bars and just learning as much as I could through them. And as I was learning about these braille displays, I decided to reach out to my vocational rehabilitation counselor again. She herself is blind and a braille user, and I wanted her advice on what type of braille display I should be pursuing. I did not expect for the rehab um, agency to pay for a braille display for me. Um, and in our conversation, she kind of started alluding that they might be able to get me one. And I had stopped her at that point because I didn't want any promises of equipment that would not materialize and kind of reminded her about the learning Braille and the alphabet and the promise of the label maker that didn't happen. And we had a very nice conversation. And at the end of it, I continued researching displays, thinking that I would be trying to maybe crowdsource or crowdfund one or something like that. But then to my surprise, my counselor called me the next week and said she'd spoken with someone within their assistive technology department. And he had a couple of displays he wanted me to research and looked into because he thought they would be the best for my purposes. And um, it turned out that she because I had started doing this web accessibility stuff, she was going to be able to pay for a Braille display for me. Um, and I do want to mention here that beyond just the web accessibility or the web development course I had taken, I did start taking classes through DEC University, which is online. It's all about web accessibility. And they are courses you have to pay for unless you have a disability. Then you can uh, request to have a scholarship and you'll get um, free access to all of their materials. And I really highly encourage anyone who's interested in web accessibility to do so. They, they were great and I've enjoyed working with them. But because I was doing these courses, it allowed my counselor to purchase me a Braille display. And so now I am the very proud owner of a Focus 40 fifth generation Braille display. And it's just amazing um, how much Braille I can have at my fingertips now, you know, um, just to be able to find something on Project Gutenberg or find a poem I want to read. Um, any, it just, it really expanded my access to Braille. Um, let's see. So I've been using my uh, Braille display now for about nine months. And uh, it's just, it's been great. I've been learning so much. It is a complex machine for sure. Um, but then last October, I really had a breakthrough moment when it comes to my Braille learning. And again, I have to thank the Braillists. Uh, one of their podcasts or one of their master classes uh, was featured a woman who actually she's going to Temple University and she gave a talk called um, Improving Reading Speed and Building Braille Mastery. And in this, it just, the talk really expanded my mind and the potential that I had for reading Braille. She spoke about um, how kids these days, as they're sighted kids, as they're learning to read, they have what are called sight words. And these are words that you recognize at first sight. You don't have to sound them out or do anything else. You just, you recognize them at first sight. And then she took this concept and applied it to those of us learning Braille. And I realized that 
just like these kids and just like I was when I learned print, it's a matter of getting my fingers to see these words over and over until at first sight or first touch, I recognized those words. And it was just such an empowering moment where I realized I just needed to put my fingers on as much braille as I can and keep reading it. And I was going to be able to increase my reading speed and become a much more fluent braille user. Um, and so about two months later, the Braille Readers Are Leaders Challenge through the American Action Fund for Blind Children and Adults from the uh, NFB came up, and I was very excited to participate in that. And um, it just, you logged however much time you spent reading, and it got me reading at least an hour a day, if not more. I, it was great. And through this process, I began reading a childhood favorite of mine, The Boxcar Children, and was able to complete um, my first chapter book in Braille. It was really exciting. Um, and so the concepts that I'd heard from that woman a couple months before were really being applied through this challenge. And uh, also in December, I began attending this fabulous call, the I Love Braille call, and um, have learned so much from the fellow participants through their presentations. It's been a wonderful group to be part of. I wish I'd found it earlier. Um, let's see. Also, towards the end of last year, about the end of November, um, I was asked to start helping out with the Weekend Braille Together and Braille Rooms that are hosted on the American Council of the Blinds Community Calls platform. And so I began co-facilitating that call back then. And since then, I have been able to put together and give many presentations about Braille-related things. And in doing so, I've used my Braille extensively, typing out the presentations in Braille and having the hard copy there before I give them. Uh, it's just, it's been a wonderful learning experience, and I've really enjoyed it. We've done presentations on the Slayton Stylus and the Perkins. This coming Saturday, we're actually going to talk about free matter for the blind. And uh, it's been a lot of fun doing those. I've also been making up a lot of Braille learning games, which has been fun. We've done games uh, related to Valentine's Day and to spring, and we had a poetry party at the end of this month, the last Saturday in June. We're going to do an Americana Braille-themed party where we do some Braille games, and we'll make an American flag in Braille. Um, so I've really enjoyed helping out with this group. And on the Braille rooms, I get to be the sorting hat <laughs> where I put mentors and learners together and we have peer-to-peer -peer support for learning Braille. Um, it's been a real pleasure to work with people and just watch Braille learners progress week in and week out and um, have little wins just like I did. It's, it's been so cool to watch people um, progress in that way. Um, I really love sharing Braille resources, so this has been great for me and um, just been really appreciative for the opportunity. Um, and currently I am, well, I'm still helping out with the Braille together in the Braille rooms, but I'm also taking the NLS Braille Transcribers course, which I am finding challenging and a lot of fun as well. Um, I'm looking forward to the day I'm able to submit my manuscript and then hopefully one day be a certified Braille transcriber. I would love to have 
uh, Braille be part of my work life as well. Um, and one of my recent personal wins is that when the uh, BRL, the Braille Revival League's Braille Memorandum came out uh, about a month ago or so, it was the first time I received a um, single spaced Braille that I wasn't completely intimidated by. And I was able to read several of the articles already in it, including our very own Professor Shaw's article about I Love Braille and Karen Thomas's article in there. So it's been really fun getting to read through that publication and see the progress that I've made. Um, so basically, in, you know, to conclude Braille, I just, I love it. It's really enhanced my life. It has brought me new friends. Um, uh, it's brought me the ability to read quietly by myself again, which I have so missed over the last few years. I'm, I love a good audiobook, but there's nothing like being able to read silently by myself or to read while there's something noisy going on that I don't want to pay attention to. That's been really great. Uh, Braille's given me the ability to give presentations, both for the Braille Together group, as well as another study group I'm part of that is all sighted people. So it's been really nice to be able to participate at the same level that they participate at in that group. Um, and uh, let's see, well, last summer <laughs> I had three kids staying with me and I had a pack of Braille Uno cards, which need to be replaced at this point, but they were worth their weight in gold. It was just amazing to be able to sit there and play the games with the kids in the evenings and there was one great night where we were in quite a rousing game of uno and uh the six-year-old boy exclaimed i forgot you were blind and we all had a good laugh and it was just it was a lot of fun so braille's also given me the ability to you know interact with the world in a way that i used to that seemed lost for a time but certainly was not um and then I guess the last thing I really would like to say is that um, I want to encourage anyone who is learning Braille later in life like I did. I mean, I poked my fingers for a couple of decades to do blood sugars, and I have some pretty good calluses on them from that and a uh, little bit of neuropathy. And I don't think I ever thought I could really learn Braille on a level where I could read read proficiently or fluently you know I knew I could do labels and note taking and that was wonderful but I've really come to realize that the more I practice the more time I put into it the more fluent I get and I just want to encourage everyone to just keep working at it and practice practice because uh, I've seen myself on an exponential curve when it comes to my braille learning and I, I just I hope the same for everyone else. And with that, I will turn it back over to Professor Shaw. Thank you so much, Darlene. Uh, you, you are so resourceful. And uh, you spoke to 40 participants, 4-0, which is like a good number. It looks you are very popular, and everybody wanted to hear you. So we have some 40 people here. That is great. You made your presentation so impressive inspiring and effective so appreciate it um, um okay so let's see uh, if people have questions for you of course abraham so, will I first tell i'm um, um, hey darlin this is 
Fabian, thank you for joining. Your apologies before you start with the burnout. question. Before no? you start with the question, let me um, yeah. tell the rest of the remind the rest of the class. Correct, correct. Let, let Abraham and, tell and the command. Uh, and... Yes, correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, if you're on a Windows computer, it's uh, Alt A to unmute and it's Alt Y to raise your hand. Um, if you're on a Mac, it's uh, Command Shift A to raise uh, unmute and Options Y to raise your hand. If you dialed in, it's going to be star six to unmute and star nine to raise your hand. Um, if you're using a app on your phone, the mute toggle will be at the bottom left of your screen. And under the options menu, which is at the bottom right, you will find the raise your hand option. Uh, if you're on a tablet um, and the mute toggle will be towards the center of your screen, uh, and the options menu where you'll find the raise your hand is on the top right. Um, okay, and now we can go to mm -hmm. uh, Jane who had a hand raised. That's all you cover. Okay, thank you so much, Abraham. And there are some seven hands up. Uh, we'll give everybody a chance. Uh, but one one thing I wanted to say, Dorlin's love from Braille. It looks, Dorlin, you are married to Braille. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay. Really? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you have significant other. I didn't want to offend. Nope, just but... these dots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. The first person to say something is Jane Teleno. Jane. Well, darling, you did a, such a great job You're... to your presentation here. <sighs> Who's this? Oh, okay. Yeah, Jane, it looks you're not able to unmute I'm yourself. I'm right here. Hello, who is this? And and it is Jane. Did you say my name? Okay, go ahead. Yes, Jane. I was, I was trying to do three things at once, which didn't work very well. I have three very brief questions. Mm -hmm. I would love to know where, I would love to email the presenter. So that's one question I have. And I can email you, Valine, about that. I'd love to know where our presenter is in the in the uh, transcriber proofreader course because I'm taking it also. I would love to cheer you on. And I would love a few examples of um, those kind of flash words you talked about seeing in print and then adapting for your own challenges in Braille. So those are my three or four things. <laughs> And I love your answers. Okay, so she will briefly answer you because we have seven more people with their hands up. And I wish they don't get pain in their hand when their hands up. So anyway, okay, Jane. Okay, Dolin. Okay, thanks, Jane. Yeah, um, well, I'm in Maryland currently. I spent a lot of time in D.C., so my heart's still definitely there. But um, I'm currently in Maryland. And um, let's see, I am... Um, just finished up the fourth lesson in the transcribers course and fingers crossed the next time I will pass on the first go round. <laughs> so thank you for the encouragement. And if it's all right with Professor Shaw, I can share my email address um, because I have one that's set up specifically for the Braille together group that can be shared on the platform. 
it's um yeah so yeah. Okay. Uh, if that is allowed i think yeah it's a public platform go ahead it is I, i've gotten it approved <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, no, no, so it yeah. is the contraction for braille and then my name at gmail so b r l d o r l y n at gmail.com wow so I think I said it right. You're married to Braille because Braille <laughs> Darlene. <laughs> I am. I'm going to take it as my surname before you know it. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thanks, Jane. Thank you, Jane. And we have Dawn, a young lady who is using Braille a lot and using electronic. Oh, what happened, Dawn? What's your question? Um, okay, so um, I heard you say something about the UEB online thing. So I've got a couple questions related to that. Yeah. Um, so first of all, um, does it work with the Braille display? Do you know? And second, how much does it cost, if anything? And third, does it do the UEB math standard? Do you know? Um, yeah, so I actually, I think I know the answer to all those questions. Um, okay. It is free. It's completely free, which oh. is, I'm all about everything free. Everything I've listed so today <laughs> is free. <laughs> Everybody is. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, so yeah, it is free. Um, I, um, in terms of UEB math, they have another course on it that you can do. So um, I actually haven't done that one through UEB online, but I've seen it on the, on the homepage. So you might be able to do it, uh, check that out and let me know. Um, And then as far as the Braille display goes, I actually, I've never tried, um, when I completed UEB online, I didn't yet have one. Mm -hmm. I would think it would work. You're, You're using edit boxes on the website where it's dropping you into like applications mode, I think is what it's called but i would think it would still work with the the input i can try it later though and uh yeah get back to you yeah because i would be doing this on an ipad with a um i know you have a focus but um i i'd be doing this on my with my brilliant bi40x so i'd be so i'd be doing this from my with my ipad and a braille display taking taking these courses so and I did I because I did try one and I the experience I had unfortunately was it did not work with the display sadly so when I hear about this stuff I want to just check on it and it was the course from APH on UEB map that just did not work with the display so (laughs) that's too bad yeah I haven't tried that one um yeah I would check out this one I do know that they specifically say you need a desktop to do these like you can't do it on an iPad but they don't have any caveat for if you have a braille display so I'm not sure okay thank you yeah, sorry I couldn't be more helpful but probably somebody else knows so we'll figure it out who's talking yes. there okay we have now Elizabeth and then uh, Rick and uh, Alice so Elizabeth Hi, Dorlin. Um, I I just had to be here to hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, great. You did a wonderful presentation. And one of the things that made me reach out to Dorlin 
when I thought that it might be good to have co-facilitating help with Braille Room and Braille together is her charm. It's not just that she's great at Braille. It's that she's great at being patient and charming and, and fun and, um, and all those things that make it easier for people to learn. So, um, and she's, she's demonstrated all of that in her lecture. But my question for you, Dorlin, is what did you believe about learning Braille that turned out to be not true? And if other people didn't believe it, it would be easier for them. Is there a thing you maybe thought that, that turned out not to be true? that would have made Braille easier if you didn't believe it? Well, you know, I don't know if it would have made it easier because I continued progressing, but I certainly didn't think that these diabetic fingers were going to be able to be fluent Braille. Like I never thought I'd you. (laughs) I never thought I'd be able to read like a novel or articles. You know, it seemed like certainly for taking notes and reading a phone number, you know, Braille signage here and there throughout the world and labeling was where I really thought it was going to be. And I actually, the mobility instructor that originally invited me to the fab class, she recently reminded me about how I told her that and like was excited about Braille, but said, well, I'm never going to be reading novels. And here I am. That's what you told all of us when you first came into Braille room, uh, in you came into Braille Room and Braille together, I believe, in the fall of two thousand of twenty twenty one, just about when we had started Braille Room in August. And the first one of the first things you said was that you were diabetic and you were concerned that you'd never get to speed. And then we had several other people who were diabetics in our group, as you know. And I'm not going to name names, but they're they're really progressing well, and they've got the same kind of courage and stamina and go-get-it attitude you do. And they were coming in week in and week out and making progress. And we could tell that your 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 belief that your diabetes was going to slow you down forever and ever was was beginning to drip away. And um, we're just so proud of you, Dorlan. Thank you so much for being part of Braille Together in Braille Rooms. And thank you, Elizabeth, for all the compliments you gave her and that we, as part of I Love Braille family, we share those compliments. Thank you. We move to the next. We have Alice and then Rick, and there are some seven or eight people in the line. So Alice from Milwaukee. Yes, good morning, and thank you, Dorlin, for such a remarkable and memorable presentation. I'm so glad I was able to listen to you today and that there are so many people on the call to listen to your wonderful presentation. I have just one very quick question. Um, The Brailless Master Classes, to which you were referring in the UK, um, I assume that I can... uh, find those through my echo device if that's correct how do i ask the lady a to bring those up thank you I would try yeah thank you thank you um i would try saying play braille cast podcast um i find with the a lady if you add podcast at the end it really helps her figure out what's going on um so i think there i haven't checked. I would think they're available through that. You can find them on their website if you have access to a computer. Um, their website is Braillelists, 
B-R-A-I-L-L-I-S-T-S dot O-R-G. And on their media page, you can flip down heading by heading through all of their um, different podcasts, which is each of them is just a, a recording of each master class. So um, uh, you can find them is, there. Isn't this uh, uh, organization based in Europe? Yes, it's the yeah, UK. Yeah. So you just have to get used to some different accent of probably, <laughs> right? Yeah. In the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sh- yeah, definitely not the Americanized uh, English <laughs> we expect, but they're yeah. great. They're fantastic. Yeah, it's Thanks, not, not a big thing, but just a note. I just yes. want to clarify, you said brailless.com, not .uk. Nope, it's correct? .org. No, dot .org. .org, I mean. Mm-hmm. Brailless.org yeah. will get Normally, you Normally, ORG is not for profit organization. Okay. Yes. I just thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Have fun with them. They're so great. Okay, we have Rick here. Hi, um, Rick. Before we go to Rick. Uh, uh, hi there. Oh, one second. Uh, um, Ibrahim is trying to say something, Rick. Um, sorry. Yeah. I see someone trying to uh, unmute, but they're not raised, raising their hand. So if you have a question, please uh, um, raise your hand. Okay, um, so Rick, you can continue. Okay, Rick. Okay, we're clear? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good grief. Uh, what can I say? You're amazing. Uh, I, I never wear a hat, so my scalp's off to you. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, got a yeah. quick question. Uh, I've tried those Braille labelers, although it's been many years. Uh, those little guns where you have to turn a wheel to get to the character you want and then press the, the handle and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had two problems with them. One, that they don't have all the contractions on the, you know, all the single cell contractions on the wheel, nor do they have a dot five to create the things like day and ever. But the other problem is that the tape tends to jam. Yes. And beyond that, um, maybe you've had this problem I have, is that the Dymo tape that I was so faithful using for labels doesn't stick like it used to, especially mm-hmm. to hard plastic, which is like audio edition sends us books in these hard plastic cases, you know, little book-like things now. And Dymo tape just doesn't stick worth a to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wondered if, if you had experiences like that. And uh, other than that, carry on. Good grief. Diabetes and all other stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Well, you know, uh, I, yeah. too, share your uh, struggles with that Dymo label gun. I actually did a presentation for the Braille Together on it, and it gave me quite a time during that. Um, I find sometimes it cuts too early. Sometimes it doesn't imprint well. Sometimes the tape doesn't stick. Um, mm-hmm. They are nice in a pinch, especially if you have, um, I think they're kind of nice for sighted people creating labels, too, because they have, I guess, the print of each letter on them too. My go-to for labeling things though is now just a regular slate and stylus and I've gotten some um, clear plastic labels through American Printing House for the Blind. You can get a pack of like a hundred of these labels. They're about the size of a large shipping label. Um, They'll fit about four lines of braille on them. And so I use right. those. Uh, my only complaint about those is that you only get 15 or 16 characters to the line. Oh, well, that. It's true too. <laughs> you know, you can actually get the full size pieces of paper or that sticky plastic. You can get full mm-hmm. size pages, then you can braille on it, and then you can cut it into 
customizable sizes. That might be a solution. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, and thanks. I think uh, one of the great. Great. Thank you. One of the problems with the uh, tapes and they get jammed and all, sometimes the weather also plays a role. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, if it is too hot, uh, the gum, you know, in the tape gets a little melted and then tape doesn't work mm -hmm. well. Yeah, one of the I'd reasons. I'd like to have one more, one yeah. more basic question. Is, yeah. Since the, so much of transcription is automated now, is there still a place for the human transcriber? Oh, I believe wow. absolutely. <laughs> um, I am someone who is a firm believer in uh, us needing Braille human transcribers. You know, the mm -hmm. computers can do a lot, especially now with UEB, but there's no replacing a human. So, I, yeah, I, I think uh, it is reducing the human labor, but it's not entirely uh, outdating the human role in transcribing. Currently, National Braille Press has been hiring quite a few human transcribers and proofreaders, which means there's some role. Mm -hmm. okay, yeah. So, okay, Rick, thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah, thanks, Rick. We, the next person we have is Juan. Juan. Yeah. Um, yes. Good yes. morning. Um, good morning. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful presentation. Um, I've been on this call before. I myself, I my I've been blind all my life, so I've known Braille forever. But um, I had a quick question. You said something about free matter for the blind. You're, are you have you, did you say you're having a presentation on Saturday? Indeed. Yes. Um, um, our, go ahead. Where Where can I hear the presentation? I would like to know more about it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Juan. Um, and I attended your Braille call on Monday. Thanks for doing that. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you. That's <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. cool. I love all the Braille calls. Um, nice. So we've wow. got um, this Saturday, the weekend Braille Together mm -hmm. session is at 6 p.m. Eastern time. You can find it on the ACB community calls list. And we're going to uh -huh. be talking about free matter for the blind, uh, why it is, what it is, how to use it, how best to get things through the mail with it. And um, we'll also be taking people's um, experiences and how they best use free matter for the blind. So we'd love for everyone to join us. It'll be a good conversation. Okay, cool. And then one more question. One more question, if I can. I was just going to ask where can I'm interested in um, maybe being a Braille transcript transcriptionist or whatever you call that. What is the best way to go about that? Yeah, um, so it's a program that's um, contracted to the National Federation of the Blind through uh -huh. the National Library Service. Uh -huh. um, I can't the top. I'm trying to think of the website off the top of my head. It's not going to come to me. But if you're able to Google something and put in NLS transcriber, okay. you should be able to find the um, links to the literary Braille transcriber um, course. And I can also I can try and find that link and pass it on to Professor Shaw. But um, it's it's okay. definitely out there through the, the <coughs> Library of Congress website has links to it as well as the NFB page. Correct. So it is NFB, okay. nfb.org, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, and Thanks. I think it is nsb.org slash transcriber, but I'm not too sure. Forward slash. Okay. But at least awesome. once you go to nfb.org, you will be able to get to that uh, transcribing uh, learning service. 
Thank you. Thank you. I will have more Braille, basics of Braille soon. So thank you. Cool. Okay. I'll be there. Thank you. Right. The next uh -huh. person. Is Hannah. About 13 minutes to the hour. And then oh, yeah, okay. We, we may extend because we are allowed to go up to 90. So, Hannah, let's see if Hannah can ask. Where are you? I'm right here. There you go. Hey, yes, Hannah. you are. Hi. Well, I didn't have any questions. I just wanted to tell Dorlin thank you so much for a great presentation. Oh, thank wow. you so much. Thank you. <laughs> yes. The presenter always needs feedback. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'd say Dorland's a good friend. All right. We have Camila asking a question. Camila? Uh, I want to Hi. echo what... Where were you, Camila? We missed you a few weeks. Well, thank you, Professor. Uh, <laughs> things happened. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, go ahead. To echo what Hannah said, it's uh, a great presentation, Dorlin, and I think you encouraged a lot of people who might have been feeling that things weren't going well for them, and uh, what you said about being able to increase your reading speed and become fluent in reading again is very important. Uh, I wanted to ask if you would, would you tell us a little bit about your favorite slate and stylus and where you got them? I know you said that it was uh, from your rehab teacher, but I wondered if you could expand a little bit more. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Camilla. Um, and Hannah and Camilla are two of the friends I've made because of Braille. So this is awesome. Um, my favorite slate and stylus that I talked about was the one I received through Hadley, which I've um, confirmed Hadley does still offer a slate and stylus as you work through their courses. You have to request it, and I'm not sure at which point you can, but I like it so much because it's got a nice little carrying case. Um, it's got a wooden stylus that has a notch on the edge so it won't like roll around my desk. And I just, it's a plastic slate though. Um, it's just, and the stylus has a nice sharpness to it. So it's kind of my go to if I need a four line. I do love the Janus slate, though. I'm such a big fan. I probably have four Janus slates laying all over the place. And for those of you who are not familiar with the Janus slate, it's spelled J-A-N-U-S. And it's a, a index card size slate where you can slide an index card in the side and then you can actually Braille on both sides. There's five lines of Braille on one side and six lines of Braille on the other. And it's just it's my favorite for taking notes quickly because I can get a lot on there. Um, I actually took one of those Janus slates with me to a, a presentation for a graduate program I was thinking about attending and took notes on that while I was doing it. And at the end, one of the professors came up to me to ask what I was doing, was very intrigued. And I definitely got the feeling that if I wanted to get into that program, I was already made a really good connection because of the Braille. Great. Um, and I will say, oh, you asked where I got them. I get my Janus slates through APH. They're five bucks a pop. How much does okay. it cost, uh, Janus Slate? Five dollars. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, that's yeah. Not too too expensive. No, not at all. I think it's very reasonable. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, thank yeah. you, Camilla. And we have Michael Moore. He has something more to say. Go ahead. Hi. Thank you. Uh, two things. One, yeah. um, you said about the Braille Transcribers course. Yes, it is NFB. As in, as in the National Federation of the Blind dot org forward slash 
transcribers. Okay, so I was right. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then number two, uh, they how you could also I don't know if you if you've done this um, if you have a Focus Forty I don't know if you use Jaws but you can also change your uh, Braille translation to UEB. Mm. You know I do have yeah. my Braille translation at UEB um, on my mm. display. Um, mm-hmm. I it's amazing though I love that I can control Jaws from my display. <laughs> and all the options that it does give me. I started playing for the transcribers course. I was able to turn status cells off for just that program. So I have my full 40, dis, 40 cells for it, which is really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for the tip, Michael. Not a problem. And one, once again, wonderful presentation. Okay, oh, thank you. great. Thank you, Michael. And now we have Herbie. Awesome. Hey, Herbie. Everybody knows because he's a streamer also. He's not today, though. But Herbie is a participant asking a question. Yes, indeed. It's a strange situation, let me tell you. But, you know, when I heard that Dorlin was going to be presenting, I said to myself, I got to come on here because I know Dorlin. We go way (laughs) back in a few months. See, you're popular. Um, I told you. (laughs) Now, well, when I'm not streaming this call, I'm half the time I'm doing breakout rooms over on the uh, Braille call that Liz and Dorlin do. So um, Mm -hmm. I've gotten to know uh, Dorlin quite well because of that. So. Um, so I primarily, I just wanted to also give you my compliments. You did a great presentation and, um, it's interesting. You've given me some ideas for my blind sense birth call and, but I'm going to go into something, an an interesting topic that I'm going to spin around in its head a little bit. (laughs) So you mentioned sighted people in the beginning and they just automatically assuming when you lost your eyesight that you know Braille as a blind person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, yep. As a blind person, somebody who's been blind since birth, this 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 did not surprise me. Um, <clears throat> I could ask you a whole lot of questions about uh, perceptions changing and all that, but I think I'm going to find a way to get a good yeah, question. Get my blind, but yeah. my question is this, actually. Yeah. So a lot of questions I get from sighted people is, how hard was it for you to learn Braille? And mm. As somebody who's been blind since birth, I have no context because I never had to learn print, at least to read. I do know what a lot of print letters look like, but mm. I have no context for the question. So if a sighted person was to give you that question, you know, it says somebody that did start by reading print and now had to learn Braille, what kind of answer would you give them? Mm. Okay, good question. Right? Um, I think... Yeah. Uh, when I learned print, you know, I was kind of in the same situation as you were when you learned Braille. I don't remember, you know, the struggles as much. And it was several years that you take to learn that, you know. So learning Braille, it, it's hard to compare to the print because print felt easier, I guess, because I was younger and it was just part of what we were doing. And Braille seemed like a very foreign new skill, especially for these slightly older fingers of mine. Um but it was really just like learning anything else. You know, you got to learn the concepts and then you got to practice, practice, practice. So then there I guess, the, yes, I guess <laughs> age is more of the factor than the actual concepts of print versus Braille. Then is what I think you're saying. I think so. I think yeah. there's something to be said for nimble children brains. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, okay. I think I may add my observation here. Uh, for the people who don't learn 
or don't have to learn print and directly learn Braille. It's just their world of learning and reading and writing. But for the people who use print and then learn Braille, it's a transition. So those who learn Braille right in the beginning, there's no process or period of transition. But for the people who are using print and then have to learn Braille, they have to really go through the transitional, uh, sometimes trauma, sometimes agony, or sometimes just the process. For some people, it's just the process. I know one of our participants who became blind around age 50, and she taught herself Braille, at least uncontracted Braille. So it for her, it was just a process. It wasn't any agonizing thing. But in any case, for people who know print and then learn Braille, it's a transition that they have to go through. Okay, mm -hmm. we'll go to next. We have yeah. three hands up and we probably have five minutes. Yes, Kalendra. Kalendra. Yes. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. All right. First of all, I enjoy your presentation, darling. And you you are an amazing person. I have done Braille all my life and even I have struggles, but I soon accomplished it. Um what I wanted to ask you this. Other than Braille, have what classes have you courses have you taken through Hadley? If you've taken any, and what were your favorite classes? Oh, you know the classes I took through Hadley were just the ones I mentioned: the tactile readiness, and then the next two that they had, which I. I'm sorry, I can't remember the names of them. The first one started on just uncontracted Braille and the next one went into using to writing Braille as well as some contractions. I never got to take any of their other uh, courses though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What subjects are your favorites though? Do you like history or? Oh, my favorite subject? Right now it's Braille. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, I love all things learning. I, I just enjoy it all. That's the bottom line. You love all things learning. May it be electronic braille yeah. device or, uh, you know. Uh, okay, great. Indeed. Thank you, Mary. Hello. Hello, hello, Dorlin. Hello, Valine. Hello. So nice to be with you this morning. I, I was so excited, Dorlin, when I heard that you were going to speak. And um, you are indeed very charming. And I enjoy you so much. You have such a such a nice, engaging personality. And um, I didn't have a question in particular, but I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoyed your presentation. I've I love a good presenter, and you are certainly one of them. Um, very, very organized and everything. And I wanted to say that I am quite intrigued with the Janus slate, and I will have to look into getting one of those. Oh, they're great. And Mary, you can give me some credit to find a good presenter. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's very good. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you, Mary. And it's been such a pleasure having you join our Braille rooms as a mentor and being around and getting to know you as well. Oh, I enjoy it. 
Okay, the last person to ask question is Chanel. So I hope everybody's hanging yes. down. Yes, go ahead. Hello, Dorlin. You're just amazing. I'm so glad I could come. And wow, what persistence you had to just learn Braille. And I, I just think it's amazing. Um, sometime I'd love to compare notes with you on managing type 1 diet. Well, not that I really manage it, but, you yeah, know, type oh, 1 diabetes you. and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, do you have to check your, hopefully you don't have to check your blood sugars anymore, except like with the continuous um, monitor. And um, I wonder, I've never seen the master classes in the podcast, but I haven't, because I'm now I'm real curious about that presentation you were referencing with the guide word, or what did you call it? The words that, you know, you just automatically recognize. Um, yeah. yeah, but good job for you. And it's been a pleasure getting to um, help you a little bit in, in Braille Room and work with you. And I did take the um, proofreadings. It's been ages, but I mean, transcribing. So if you have questions, you can always um, ask me too. So or I'll try. <laughs> Awesome. Very cool. Oh, thank you so much, Chanel. This is, it's been great having you at the Braille Rooms and uh, I would love to compare some notes sometime. Um, you know, where my fingers, I did want to let people know when I first started learning Braille, I was still poking my finger. I was using the Prodigy meter, which is a talking glucose meter. and It requires a good amount of blood. It's a pretty good stick you have to do. Um, and so I would only use uh, my pinkies and my ring fingers because I was trying to use my index and my middle fingers for the braille. And even though that middle finger is the juiciest for the blood, it also is good for the braille. So I stopped using those. But fortunately, about a year ago, I was able to get a continuous glucose monitor. And so now my fingers don't have to get pricked at all. And all of them are ready to read some braille. As soon awesome. as I can teach them. <laughs> that, that brings us to the end of today's discussion. We are passing one hour. It's almost time, but I will need two more minutes before we go. So first and foremost, uh, uh, those who want to reach me, uh, please send your email to shah, S-H-A-H, at eastbaycenterfortheblind.org. Um, I'm going to have this email shared in my announcement next time. Thank you, Abraham, for that suggestion. I forgot this time, but I will definitely add my email. So everybody who reads my announcement will know where to send that email. I would particularly like to receive email. That doesn't mean I'm trying to uh, differentiate, but Sh Chanel and uh, Meryl and uh, uh, at least I would like to hear from them. Okay. All right, friends. Thank you so much for joining everybody who already left and everybody who are still here, who is still here. And thank you, Darlene, for this great presentation. So inspiring and motivating and so helpful, so supporting and so resourceful. You, everybody take care. Uh, next week, we are going to have Braille fun. And what that fun is, that's a surprise. So wait for the surprise fun and come prepare to have fun with Braille. Talk to you later. See you all next Thursday. Bye now.